Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Welcome in to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Ole Miss just finished a series win the first time they were really tested this year. First loss of the season came this weekend, but I think they passed the test. So we'll talk about that today. Ole Miss winning two games to one, if you will, over UCF to win the series in Orlando. And the story, well, there's a couple of things. The story is uh, Kevin Graham's injury. We'll find out more, it sounds like, tomorrow about the severity of his wrist injury. Uh, The description was he jammed it. So we'll see there. That is something to keep an eye on for sure. Aside from that, Pitching, Gaddis on Saturday, but after him, relief pitching. Relief pitching for Ole Miss, excellent. Absolutely excellent all weekend long. Big time development for Ole Miss. So we'll talk about the games, game by game, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But the first time again, first time Ole Miss has been tested this season, and uh, they get a series win. And really, they should have won all three. They should have swept this week and didn't score a run in 12 innings on Saturday, that is highly unlikely to happen again. Sometimes baseball just happens, and uh, Ole Miss had a bad offensive day, a horrible offensive day. Out of character for them, I don't expect you to see many of those, but after all, it is baseball, and there are just going to be days where you're bad offensively, and it happens until that happens repeatedly. I'm going to kind of push that aside and dismiss it as just one of those days at the park, especially considering what happened Friday and Sunday and what we know about the guys that are up there and what they've done in SEC play a year ago and have the, how they've started this season. Not worried about the offense, but we got a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about on this Sunday, and I'm glad you guys are with me. Before we get started, don't forget to follow me uh, wherever you use social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borkey, B-O-R-K-E-Y. If you haven't followed me already, follow me there. Would love to have you along for that. I will be doing a live chat Sunday night on my YouTube channel. So uh, join in there. We'll talk baseball, Ole Miss, and state baseball. And uh, anything else that happened this weekend, the Coach K ceremony, all that stuff on uh, on my YouTube channel. So check that out tonight. The podcast is brought to you, by the way, by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. ABSMS.com. If you're in the market for office technology, if you're based in the state of Mississippi, if you are in the market for office technology, if you uh, are a decision maker or a business owner in this state and you need tech in your office, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. You call them, you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they'll find a solution for you. And if you tell them that I sent you, they'll get a complimentary office technology assessment, absms.com is the place to go. Also, LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. The weather was perfect this weekend. I hope you got your weekend started at LB's. Got yourself some meat. It's the best place in Mississippi to get it. Go by and see Greg and tell him I sent you. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. But, man, I'm telling you, weather was beautiful this weekend. You better have been cooking. And if you did, you should have gone to LB's. They're big, big, big-time supporters of Ole Miss baseball, and uh, you should check them out. Anytime you're in or around Oxford, and you're looking to cook with meat, they got great sides as well. And great advice. If you're wondering what you should cook, don't really know, haven't really had made any plans, whatever, they'll help you out as well. LB's just across from Kroger 
on University Avenue right there in Oxford. The series got started Friday. Freaking dogfight on Friday night. And I thought uh, at a couple of points this season, excuse me, this weekend, you saw some maturity from, from this team because they really haven't been tested yet. They haven't played you know, a road game. And they haven't been tested yet. They were far superior than everybody they've played so far to start the season. And they're better and more talented than UCF. And they will see better and more talented teams than UCF moving forward. But they were tested. They were punched in the mouth a little bit on Friday night. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. Uh, they were down at one point. It was 2 to nothing, and then it was 3-2. to two. And then it was three to six. It almost fought back and played well. And then they got shut out on Saturday and turned around on Sunday and hit the ball well. Um, a couple of points this weekend, you saw some maturity from your team, starting with uh, Friday night. Ole Miss, of course, as you guys know by now, got the win eight to seven, helped by back to back to back home runs. Uh, this is what that offense does, though. On an almost nightly basis, this is the kind of stuff you can expect from your offense. They get into a hole, and it really doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter if they get into a hole because they have the capability to attack any pitcher at any time, and they're really never out of a game. And you saw some of that. You saw some mature offense on Friday night. You had three RBIs uh, from your leadoff man, Chatney. You had three RBIs from McCants. You had a home run from Elko. Uh, it, it was... Well, Chatney had two, right? And Gonzalez and Elko and McCants all had a home run in the game. Uh, it was a special night for that offense. They they mashed the baseball on Friday, and then on Sunday, they didn't have any home runs. Uh, they did it uh, with, uh, what, three doubles and a triple? And so uh, that's, that's the thing about this offense. They can beat you with the long ball. They can beat you in multiple ways. Friday, they did it with the long ball, though, and it was a really impressive, tight, win for the first time this year they were challenged and they roast the occasion and uh, and got it done so impressive win on Friday night Derek Diamond though and this is what I was talking about last Sunday and uh, you kind of saw it come to fruition on, on Friday and honestly on Sunday as well starting pitching Diamond went four and two-thirds uh, gave up six runs on six hits walked a couple uh, I, I think you, you don't necessarily demote him from weekends yet, but I do believe that it's time to make some changes in the rotation. I think Gaddis, more on him in a second, the way he pitched on Saturday, I think he needs to slip into the Friday night role because it's not just this season with Diamond. You saw it a year ago as well. I think to this point, something needs to be done with the rotation. Uh, but after Diamond, Ole Miss pitched great, honestly. After Diamond, and you got a bit of a, a, a rough a short start from McDaniel on Sunday. He wasn't necessarily bad, but anyway, um, the rest of Ole Miss pitchers basically after uh, Diamond, they gave up what? One, two, two earned runs, if I'm looking at this correctly, after Diamond came out of the game on uh, on Friday night. So, uh, you know, four and two-thirds, seven strikeouts, but he he just he doesn't have the swing and miss stuff. Um, he's not overpowering at this point. I think the team needed to probably needed to see. I think they knew what he was and just needed to, to make sure they knew before they started making changes. I would expect there to be differences in the rotation next weekend. 
because this is not just a one-off to me. Maybe you you move him to Sundays, you do some shuffling, you move Gaddis up, maybe give Elliott a shot. I don't know what he should do. I don't get paid a million dollars to make these decisions like he does. But the current rotation, something needs to be altered, and and you saw why on uh, on Friday night. But uh, Maddox was very, very good. Ole Miss has a, a group of young pitchers uh, that are coming out of the bullpen right now that are are quite special, honestly. And and you saw it again this weekend, but you've seen it really all season long. The young pitchers for Ole Miss are very, very good. Maddox was good, only gave up two hits and uh, and one and a third in his 26 pitches of relief. Uh, I, I got a text from somebody during the game Friday saying that Bianco should have taken out uh, Brandon Johnson. And honestly, I disagree. I, I, I was... I liked what Mike Bianco did. Forced him to work his way through it. He had command issues a little bit early. Uh, he walked four in just his three innings of work. But I liked that Mike Bianco kind of made him work through it. If he's going to be your closer, right? If he's going to be in that role where he's going to have pressure pitches in the SEC where you're going to bring him in with you know, two guys on and two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning and wherever in the SEC – uh, he, he needs to work through pressure. And, and I, I liked leaving him in there. It's UCF, right? It, it's the first week of March. Making him, if he's going to have that kind of a role, work through pressure situations is only going to benefit him moving forward. And he responded. He responded well. Didn't have his best stuff at all. Not even close uh, to, to having his best stuff. And he came in and he he worked himself out of it and pitched really, really well uh, after the struggles. I think showed himself really well after uh, after the struggle. So um, that was a nice win. It was a pressure win for Ole Miss, and they got it done uh, to get the series started off right. On Saturday, the story was Gaddis, and the story was lack of offense. But Gaddis was exceptional. Exceptional for Ole Miss. This is the kind of start that I was talking about that they hadn't had until this past week with Elliott, and now you've got it with Gaddis. And and because of weather and stuff, you haven't really been able to see him this year. He hasn't hasn't been able to show you what he's got. Uh, He did on Saturday, and they needed him badly, and he was just exceptional on on Saturday. He really was. That was uh, elite-level stuff. So he pushed seven complete, scattered four hits, uh, struck out eight, only gave up one double, did hit a guy, but whatever. Um, commanded everything beautifully. He was uh, pretty awesome. He was he was pretty awesome. And in his 14 innings of work so far this season, he's only given up uh, one run. One run and eight hits and 14 in- innings of work, struck out 12, and has two walks. That, to me, now, I think you have – your answer about what to do on Friday nights. I think Gaddis needs to slide into that Friday night role, and I think that needs to happen next weekend, although the weather is going to be awful again. Don't look if you if you want to keep your high from, from the series win. Don't look at next weekend's weather because it is awful, uh, like 20s and stuff while the game is going on. Horribly cold, brutal weather. But Gaddis showed you why I think you need to do some shuffling in the rotation and it needs to happen with him on Friday night. He's got that that kind of stuff that you need to win games on Friday night in the SEC. But after him was very good as well. Uh, Nichols 
two and a third, struck out three, only gave up one hit. Uh, Elliott was good in, in his one inning of work, and then he, he walked a couple of guys. I think, what was it, eight balls and nine pitches, and he got pulled and ended up uh, the game-winning run actually being attributed to him. But Nichols and Elliott has shown you this year that he can be really good, especially with the start. But Nichols was great. Uh, Morell was great. And these are all young pitchers, man, for the most part anyway, or inexperienced pitchers, and, and they've been exceptional. Offensively, though, 12 innings, only had three hits and 12 innings, didn't score a run, lost the game because of it. I, I, I like most of you, am not worried about them at all. Until this becomes a thing that they do repeatedly, you are allowed to have bad days at the plate. Sometimes, and this was their first dad, dad play, bad day at the plate all season, and I don't expect it to happen very much. That is baseball. Sometimes it's just going to happen. Uh, honestly, some pretty uncharacteristically poor at-bats from Ole Miss really didn't compete all that much at the plate, if we're being honest. Um, I know UCF's pitcher was really good. He struck out 10. He had electric stuff. He had a, a fastball that was like mid-90s. His breaking pitch was sharp, and I had to listen to that game on the radio, so I didn't get to see physically see him pitch well. But apparently, he was he was absolutely sharp. But um, until this becomes a habit, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm worried about the Ole Miss offense at all until it becomes a habit because they turn around and bounce back on Sunday and mashed again. So um, unless that becomes habitual, I will just pass it off as whatever. That's just baseball, and sometimes sometimes you're just not going to have good days at the plate, and that's really what I'm going to attribute that to. The other story, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this part because, one, this is supposed to be a quick reaction, and, two, I don't think I'm going to change anybody's mind at this point, but the bunt in the 11th, the decision to bunt in the 11th. So Dunhurst walks. Obviously, it's a 0-0 game. Dunhurst walks. Harris gets pulled in favor of Van Cleve. And you knew in that moment that he was going to bunt Van Cleve because Mike Bianco has often said out loud that Van Cleve is the best bunter on the team, which, um, <laughs> as my friend Rippy pointed out, it's objectively hilarious that the guy that's like 6'3", 265 is a singles hitter who's the best bunter on the team. That is, regardless of what you feel about the bunt decision, that is actually, it's kind of funny. Um, I think that's a classic overthink. The, the, the old baseball concept of bunt him over and you have a better chance at scoring him is actually not rooted in reality, even in college. Uh, the chances with a runner on first with no outs scoring are actually greater than a runner on second with one out and that runner scoring. Uh, statistically, bunting does not make sense in that moment. Uh, pulling Harris, who's one of, if not the hottest hitter on your team to start the early season, he's a 500 hitter. I don't care what he had done earlier in the game, okay? It's baseball. You, you can strike out twice and still be the player of the game in your third at bat. I, I just I had somebody say that to me on Twitter. It was like, oh, well, you know, he hadn't had a hit that day. Well, so what? It's baseball. You, you can't make your managerial decisions based on, oh, well, his earlier at bat, he struck out. That, that's not, you know, it's not basketball where you pull a guy that's 0 for 10 from 3. It's a little bit different. Um, 
bunting does not give you an advantage based on the numbers and the success rate of bunts and those players scoring, whether it's runner on second with one out or runner on first with no outs. The runner on first with no outs is more likely to score than second with one out. Um, And then obviously the bunt wasn't executed, a double play was turned, and that really, really ended uh, the inning. It was a poorly executed bunt. It was a poor decision because, again, bunting does not provide you a competitive advantage at that point. It is an old-school line of thinking. The numbers don't back it up, and it shouldn't have happened. And it was a classic overthink when you've got good hitters, especially one like Harris that's been as hot as he's been all season. Uh, not letting him swing it there, I think, is uh, overthinking uh, from a managerial perspective. And um, that's just how I feel. I don't think I'm going to change any of your minds. You either hate it or you think Van Cleef should just execute and it's the right call and nobody's mind is changing. It's a bad decision, I think. Um, coaches are allowed to have those from time to time. It is okay to make a bad decision every once in a while. That, to me, was a bad decision. Giving away an out to not give yourself an advantage with a 500 hitter coming up, I think is a uh, a bad decision. Quite simply, a a bad decision. So, again, not going to spend too much time on it. I'm not changing anybody's mind today. I thought it was a bad decision. But uh, you should feel really good uh, about your pitchers, or at least your relief pitchers, because they, and Gaddis, uh, was elite or just exceptional, and then the people behind him were as well. That was a really encouraging day for you. Uh, Gaddis needs to be pitching on Friday nights, but uh, more on that here in a second. Sunday, Ole Miss uh, really kind of coasted to a win, 9-1, 15 hits. Uh, they did have a couple errors, though. That was something that going into the week I told you I was a bit concerned about was defense. Uh, Ole Miss defensively not great, made a couple mistakes behind McDaniel early. And uh, and that hurt his cause for sure. But 15 hits, nine runs scored in the game. Pretty dominating performance uh, for Ole Miss. Harris had a couple of hits in place of Van Cleve, which is also objectively hilarious. Uh, Kemp Alderman uh, replacing Kevin Graham had three hits today. Let's see. Uh, Chatney had one. Gonzalez had one. Elko had one. Um, really good day at the plate all around. Dunhurst looks like he's back. I mean, he was back all weekend, but you know what I mean. He looks like he's back now for sure at the plate and behind the plate. Uh, Burford had a really good day at third. Uh, I think now, though, Ole Miss can – I think they can shrink their – the the number of guys they play by one. If if you catch my drift, I think that you can stop giving weekend at-bats – to one fewer person and kind of limit your menu a little bit on weekends. I think we've, I think we've learned that now. So we'll see if that continues. This is another thing that I was talking about last week was starting pitching. I mean, McDaniel was okay, but I think you have better options now, or at least you have more potential uh, to give opportunities as early as this weekend. Um, You kind of know who McDaniel is by now. You can't. I hate. I hate this part of the job. I do. I hate talking about college kids like this. I, I just. I don't think right now this is your best option as a weekend starter. I think we have too much of a sample size to show it, and I think too many guys that are com- currently coming out of the pen have shown you that they can be better. Are they? I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe. Maybe there's. 
you know, through all fall ball and all that stuff, uh, I, everything I'm saying has just been proven false. But I think you have seen that there are guys that have shown higher potential than this. You just can't ha- have a starter when, when you're playing SEC games, especially on Sundays, go two and a third. Was, I know they didn't play great defense behind him, but th- there's better options, I think. Th- there's there's a higher ceiling option in that bullpen uh, than two weekend spots for Ole Miss. I think Mike Bianco would be well-served to do some shuffling in the rotation this coming weekend before SEC play. Uh, so McDaniel was two and a third, had just three hits, walked a couple, did strike out four. Um, but through 63 pitches in that two and a third, again, they didn't play great defense behind him. That hurt. Uh, Jackson Kimbrell came in and was really good two and two thirds, uh, just gave up a hit, walked one and struck out one as well. Um, and then uh, again, uh, young arms. Well, th- it's a junior college transfer, but new arms for, uh, for old miss, uh, Dylan DeLuccia, who had pitching ninja, give him a shout out today. He goes four complete today. Um, really good, struck out six, only gave up one hit in those four innings. That was your story of the weekend. Like I said at the beginning, for Ole Miss was uh, bullpen guys and Gaddis. Pitching out of the pen plus John Gaddis was your story of the weekend. Ole Miss objectively great uh, this weekend with relief pitching and John Gaddis, and that is why they won a series and should have swept a series on the road with elevated competition this weekend so good series win i think it was a maturity uh, or, or a, you showed it a couple of points it, kind of like a growing up weekend for Ole Miss they hadn't been challenged at this point they have a slugfest on Friday night that they win Saturday they have an awful day at the plate and they come back on Sunday focused ready mash the baseball win a series on the road come back home they'll be ranked still number two in the country and they've proven themselves. They got tested, and I think they passed. So really good weekend uh, for Ole Miss in Orlando. Uh, I, I think they are, you know, largely it feels like they've cleaned up defensively, but you can't have days like you had today still. Um, at least it just wasn't every game this weekend. It was just Sunday, but still have some cleaning up to do defensively. I think Mike Bianco's got some decisions to make um, with his rotation. Some adjustments need to be made there, in my opinion. And the offense is still very good, despite Saturday. Uh, they showed some maturity this weekend at multiple spots. We'll see about Kevin Graham's injury. Knock on wood, it's not too bad. But all in all, a very successful weekend for Ole Miss. They were tested, they passed, and uh, you should still feel quite good about your baseball team. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. Those are just my quick thoughts after a series win over UCF. They return Home this weekend. Uh, they will play Memphis, though, in Oxford on Tuesday night. They'll play Alcorn on Wednesday. And then again, Oral Roberts on s- Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to be cold. Really cold. I thought we were done with this. Apparently not. But anyway, thank you guys. Talk to you again soon. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.